Hariyom and welcome to Insights into Vedanta, proudly presented by Chinmaya Mission New Zealand. In this podcast, our resident teacher Brahmachari Ishan shares his personal reflections on the profound teachings of Vedanta in a simple and methodical manner to help us understand them better. Hariyom, Om Shri Chinmaya Sadguruve Namaha, Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha. Since Vedanta is the science of life and answers to us what is the purpose of life, let us ask this question, what is it that we all seek? What is the fundamental issue in all our lives? What is it that we want or we strive to achieve day in, day out from birth to death? And some of you who have been exposed to Vedanta will say that's such an easy question. The answer is happiness. What we seek is happiness. True. All our efforts in life are either to eliminate sorrow or to gain happiness. In Sanskrit, we term this as Dukkha Nivritti and Sukha Prapti. Dukkha means sorrow, Nivritti means elimination. And Sukha Prapti is attaining happiness. But what is the kind of happiness that we are seeking? And the answer is, we want the everlasting type of happiness. We don't want happiness that is here for the next 10 minutes and then goes away. We want happiness that will be here for the rest of the day. If the option is given, preferably it lasts the entire week. Or we want happiness that will go on forever actually. And we want our happiness not to last indefinitely in time, but we want our happiness to be unconstrained by space as well. As in, it does not matter where I go, I want to be happy. So if someone said, you can be happy as long as you are in an ashram. I don't want that kind of happiness that binds me to a place. The moment I step out, if my happiness goes away, then I don't want that kind of happiness. I want happiness which is unconstrained in time, which is unconstrained in space. Furthermore, we actually want happiness which is unconstrained or unlimited by objects as well. If someone says, you can have happiness which lasts forever, which will be with you no matter where you go, as long as you wear a red t-shirt. If you choose to wear any other t-shirt, your happiness is going to go away. The moment we put a clause on our happiness, there is efforts to get rid of it. Any form of limitation or conditioning to our happiness is not acceptable to us. We want happiness which is unconditioned in time, in space, by objects. We want independent, permanent, happiness. 
Now, understanding this, let us ask the question, where do we generally seek happiness? The fact that we seek happiness means we don't have it now. The fact that we seek to become complete tells us we are not complete now. And we try to fulfill ourselves to find happiness. We try to find happiness through objects, through people, through place, through actions and in time. These five parameters, objects, people, place, actions and time, together forms our paristhiti, the circumstances around us. Now let us think about each of these parameters and see how we generally tend to act. And we are going to challenge the status quo, our usual way of doing things, and see if there is a better way of looking at things. So let us begin with the very first parameter, objects. We constantly change objects in our lives. We want better phones, better clothes, better shoes, better houses. The entire fashion industry, the technology industry is based on this fact alone. We live in a consumeristic society and it's all for this. Electronics, toys, clothing. And when we think about it, we ask the question, does happiness that is gained through objects last? The answer is, not really. There are so many issues related with it, isn't there? I buy a new phone and a few months later, there's a better version available and I need to replace the old one. Or, there are the opinions of other people which says, no, iPhones aren't that great, Androids are better. And so it's always relative and there's always something new. Are Teslas better or the new Jaguars? All electronic, obviously, not the petrol ones. <coughs> so objects, they tend to give us this fleeting sense of happiness and soon they leave me high and dry. And thereafter, I need another object to feel happy again. What about people? We do not want to be alone. We feel we need people in our lives. And it's not just any kind of people. I need my kind of people. And what is my kind of people? Those people who are interested in similar activities, have similar frequency of emotions, they have similar values, values, similar ideals, similar thinking, so that we can gel together, we can get along with each other. Because if we say, no, man is a social animal and he needs company, then any company should do, right? I should be okay with any individual in my life, but I'm not. I need a particular type of individual. I want my kind of people. My friends are very unique. They get along with me alone. 
and we want people who understand us so we want our kind of people so you can see how we get into relationships whether it's as friends or that special individual whom we see a future with and we break relationships for the sake of happiness does happiness from people last not really why not that's just the experience a person that gave me happiness at one period in time i feel is the biggest source of pain and therefore i want to get rid of them kids who i thought would give me so much happiness i'm eagerly awaiting their 21st birthday so that they leave home so happiness from people also does not last what about experiences actions the tourism industry adventure sports special experiences yeah, whether it's retreats spas yoga therapy whatever it may be all of them they act as pacifiers you know for a while they're okay but after that what's next right we are never completely content with a experience with every experience there is this law of diminishing returns in fact it's there with people as well it's with objects and so too with experiences it has its own inherent issues that i have to work so hard if i want to go on a holiday to bali i first need to work so that i can earn money then i need to apply for visas then i need to try and find the cheapest air tickets available figure out hotels over there and once i get there there might be foot and mouth disease in bali and coming back is another problem so every experience has its own inherent problems it's not free of issues we also change places we migrate from one country to another in the search for happiness as immigrants we a lot of us have come to new zealand with the hope that we'll be better off in new zealand we'll be happier in new zealand and having spent so much time over here especially in the current situation we find so many people immigrating away to australia or to the uk or to the us in search for better opportunities what happened i thought you know the idea was in our, in my mind i thought new zealand is the place to be let me move there now i think uk is the place to be or australia is the place to be i'm better off over there so happiness from a particular place does not last either and finally we come to time now we don't choose time because we can't control time but we wait for time to pass as in i'll be happy when the long weekend is here from monday to thursday i'm miserable but friday saturday sunday are the happy times of the week 
or I wait for Christmas or I wait for summer holidays if you're a kid. And for parents, they wait for the summer holidays to get over and school to resume to be happy. And so, whether it's people, whether it's objects, whether it's experiences, whether it's places or time, happiness that comes or is related to these five is related to a paristhiti is always temporary. Neither does it last, nor does it solve our issue of incompleteness. In fact, it leaves us with a greater sense of longing. The more money we get, or the more investments we have, the more insecure we become, the more insurances we find ourselves buying. It demands more time, it demands more resources to protect it, and even to maintain it. Money kept in a bank actually depreciates. I have to constantly work to maintain it. And when it goes away, it causes me pain. So in this manner, when we seek happiness in the world outside, it doesn't really work. It does not give us the happiness that we are looking for, that permanent, independent happiness that we are looking for. Some may say, all of this is bound to fail. What you need to focus on is yourself. You work on yourself, improving your body, your mind, your intellect, then you'll be happy. And this is also what we do. At the level of the body, we go to the gym, we lift weights, we do Pilates, we do yoga, we go on diets. We take supplements. All of this is for what? For a better body. So without changing the externalities, if my body is in better shape, my body is more fit, then perhaps I can eke out better experiences. Just recently, we had gone for a walk on the Abel Tasman. And the year before that, at Rootburn, the Great Walks of New Zealand, it requires a certain amount of physical fitness to enjoy those walks. If my body is not fit enough, I can't have those experiences and I don't get that happiness. But the idea is, even if we work at the level of the body, yes, we may get better experiences, but those experiences are still limited in time and they go away. Now there is a increasing awareness that it's not only the physical body that needs to be looked after, but also the mind. If the mind is not on board, if the mind is not kept in good shape, no matter how amazing my body is or how amazing the world outside, the, ex the external factors may be, I will not have happiness. And therefore we have therapy, we have retreats, we have mental health days. We've started recognizing the role the mind plays in all our experiences. And at the level of the intellect, there is a constant drive to learn more and become more knowledgeable. The more I know, the more I can manipulate or work my way around situations to gain 
better experiences. Or we can simply put it as the more knowledgeable I am, the greater insights I shall have, the more I can extract from a particular situation. Imagine going to a party and not being able to have a conversation because the conversation is too intellectual for me. They're talking about quantum physics or global politics or global economics. And all I know about is food and drinks and holidays. Obviously, if I have the knowledge of quantum physics or global economics or global politics, I can be a part of that conversation. I can enjoy it and get gain better ex, um, experiences. I can make that particular situation favorable for myself and eke out happiness from it. Regardless of whether we do it or we don't, the happiness gained from it is also limited. And therefore, whether we are changing or altering our body, our mind or our intellect, improving them constantly, or trying to change the externalities, objects, people, experiences, place or time, our happiness is limited in time. It is finite. And what I seek is permanent happiness. So the question is, recognizing the limitations of the venues through which I seek happiness at this point in time, am I willing to explore a different route? Am I willing to look in a different place to find permanent, independent happiness, given that that is what I really want? And this is where Vedanta comes in and says, you want permanent happiness? I will tell you where it is. Where is this happiness? Vedanta says, that happiness is in you. If it is in me, how is it that I do not know it? How is it that I do not recognize it? And Vedanta says, this is because of ignorance. For some odd reason, you really do not know who you are. You do not know that happiness is within you. You think happiness is outside. And so the question I have to ask is, am I willing to challenge my status quo? Am I willing to give up my old thought patterns, my old beliefs upon which I have built my life? Am I willing to explore this idea that happiness is within, happiness is with me at all times and I just don't seem to recognize it. Then the next question arises is how do I come to recognize it? And this is where Vedanta's journey into the discovery of happiness which lies within each one of us, regardless of caste, regardless of creed, ethnicity, gender, Vedanta says that happiness is within each one of us. Am I willing to seek it, search for it? Hari Om. If you like what you heard, 
subscribe to our channel thinking is free for more details on upcoming activities weekly classes and study groups for children youth and adults please visit chinmaya.org.nz hari om